You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. Tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7th. Entire crew is here, starting off with my man Jay Moore. How are you, sir? Uh, as always, blessed and highly vaccinated. You know how we. You, you know how you the know game how the go. game goes. Appreciate you. Good to see you, sir. My man DJ J Div. What's happening, man? Patience. I am here and I am well. Hey, that's that's what I like to hear live from the bringing down the bed headquarters. My man Longevity. How are you, sir? I am doing swell as well. Well as well. Hey, like that nice finger point there. Bars. Bars. <laughs> All right. Well. The the chat is alive and well. Naughty Pie, we see you. Flood, I see you. Kendall Mathis, we appreciate you, sir. Angie's in here as well. We appreciate y'all. What is that noise? Sorry about that. My stopwatch has an alarm on it. I'm trying to track time for the show. <laughs> <laughs> So let me okay. find, get my timer here that doesn't have an alarm that's going to go off. How about that? And then yeah, I think it's 941. 941. Cool. Cool. All right. So we have our first random topic that was suggested by, I believe it was Kendall Mathis, who says uh, favorite video game console, um, which actually is a pretty good one because I think we can all pretty much answer that relatively easily so i'll just start with loan and we'll work our way around favorite video game console loan what you got uh playstation 4 playstation 4 <laughs> because it's the newest one i have and it's way oh better than any God. of the old ones so i mean don't get me wrong like there's definitely nostalgic uh related to all the previous playstations and sega and nes but uh you know until next year when I get a PS5 and there's actually games for it, you know, I think I'm going to be at the PS4 mode. What's your go-to game for PS4? Uh, right now? Yep. Um, usually it's NBA 2K. Uh, All right. Or Call of Duty or something like that. Um, or you still, t- you still make random. your player, you still make your player uh, have all 99s? You still do that? So as someone, again, who obviously hasn't played 2K, that's not how it works. You actually oh, have to sorry. build your player up. <laughs> sorry, I don't play. You know? I'm out yeah. the game. I ain't gonna lie. I've okay. actually been playing 2K on my computer uh, because it came free on uh, Epic Games for Steam Steam or whatever. And uh, yeah, I think my, 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 uh, my, my point guard is on the Pacers and uh, levels are, he's up to, what, 78? I dropped... 56 points and had a triple double and we there lost. There we go. There we go. That oh, but we that's lost. What I was looking for. But we lost. Yeah. I was looking for so, the 56. This is on the hardest difficulty too. This is on the hardest difficulty. So yeah, that's what I was Pacers. looking for. The 56 Pacers points. Are trash. So you. So what you're telling me is you you take your character, your player, and just make him a volume shooter, shoot a lot. No, nah, I mean I shot like 65, 70 percent from the field. So I mean, you know, I oh, still okay. had like 13 assists. You know. But I had to I because everybody you. else sucks. I feel you. Tell you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Sound like the sound like the uh winter soldier uh super serum or something to me. But anyway, J Diff, um, favorite game console, man, go to game. What you got? 
my favorite is actually off nostalgia it's not even the best or my favorite as far as best gameplay or whatnot but uh the first nintendo man just mm. based off of i knew a lot of people that had it i could ch- trade games with people yeah. um it had attachments like i don't know if y'all remember the power pad yep play like track and field on there and it was a hack if you use pennies on the little spots it would make you run faster <laughs> oh you was ball okay you a baller uh, I didn't have one of those. You just missed the whole point of being able to <laughs> trade games, play with other people. <laughs> no point, huh? Nah, man, I'm just messing with you. I, I do remember that. I didn't have one, but I do remember that mug. I do remember that. Yeah, it's something about that that first Nintendo with, uh, of course, Mario Brothers and Excite mm-hmm. Bike, and yeah, uh, it was a game called TNC Surf Designs. Yeah, Zelda definitely. Mike Tyson's okay. punch out. Everybody know that. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Just so many classic games that were birthed on that system. And it was the first one that, like I said, everybody had. Like people had Atari, people had ColecoVision, but it's almost like everybody had Nintendo. Somebody on your street, you yeah. go down the street and be like, hey, let's trade games for a little while. True. You know True. That's real mad that. Still mad the dude that stole my bad dudes. Well, I can find him right now, boy. We have to have a conversation. All right, man. Um, Jay Moore. Bad dude stole your bad dudes. A bad dude stole my I mean, bad. There you go. Stole it, man. Who does that? All right. Um, Jay Moore, favorite console. Give me a go-to game. Oh, Terry, did you have a you don't have a you you named a whole bunch of cold games? Did you have a go-to? Something that was just necessary. Uh, I mean, you could have picked any of the Mario Brothers. Okay. Mike Tyson's Punch Out, of course. You know, I mean, three. Come on, Bo. Come on. I mean, it it just had so many classic games on that joint. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you, Jay Moore. Give me a console, go to game. You know, I got to take it to the next level from uh, where um, Terry was. To me, the the system I go back to even now mm-hmm. is the Super Nintendo. Um. You know, that would it, it also has a certain level of nostalgia because I bought a Super Nintendo with my own money because my parents wouldn't get me one. But and that, and I had to learn a, a real lesson that if Talk you really them. want something, you're gonna have to get it on your own. You know, I wanted one for Christmas, and my parents, I remember my mom, she made a deal with me when right. I asked for a Nintendo because we never had an Atari because my, mo- my my mother's an educator and she didn't see the educational value in having an Atari in the house so we didn't get wow. an Atari we got a Texas Instruments of all things partially because partially because you know um Bill Cosby was uh <laughs> was the person who was endorsing it and um yeah <laughs> see how that turned out but so we never had an Atari but when we got a Nintendo, and I, I really wanted this for Christmas my, my, when I was in the fifth grade. And my mom was like, it's not going to get any better than this, is it? And I was like, no, no, this is the best video games at home I'm ever going to get. And then when, you know, when I was like in the ninth grade or whenever, whenever Super Nintendo really got popping, and I wanted one, and they were like, uh, remember what you told me when it was time to get that Nintendo? And I didn't think they were really going to well, hold me to that. I was 10 years old. Yeah, you know, but they held me grass. to it. And I remember, I remember that waking grass. up Christmas morning no. thinking, thinking, okay, there'll be. A, I remember thinking there'll be a Super Nintendo down there. Nope, wasn't no Super Nintendo for Christmas, and I, I just was like, all right, if I want, if I want this, I got to get it on my own. But just going back to the video game part of it, give me a game. Um, Super Nintendo. What really killed it for me was they had Street Man. Fighter Two, 
Turbo. And the thing is with that, see, the thing is with the Super Nintendo, you didn't have to buy another six-button controller because it already had six on buttons top. on the controller. Two on the top, yep. You know, unlike if you had, if yeah. Unlike if you had like Sega Genesis and you want to play Mortal Kombat, it wasn't really like playing, you know, it was cool, but it wasn't Mortal Kombat because it only had three buttons. Um, you know, so with Super Nintendo, it already had the six buttons, you know, and you they didn't make you try to buy a Sega CD or 32X, like all the fly stuff you, they were they were able to make you could get Star about, Fox about and Star Donkey Fox. Kong Country, oh, and then they had versions. Then they had Super Punch Out and Super Metroid and uh you know Legend of Mana if you were into the and, and Final Fantasy if you love the the um, are you are you the are you the going with RPGs. Speed Pedal Turbo? Is the that thing yours? is like as much Oh yeah, that if you want to get served, uh come over here. I'll I, and the thing oh, is I'll beat yeah, you with doll scene. Here we go. Here we go. you know that's good. I do. But um as much as I we all love the original Nintendo. If you go back, everybody talks about the same. There were 700-something games that came out for that system. And we all talk about the same 30. Because most of the games that came out for the original Nintendo are trash after about 15 minutes. There's some sleepers. That's why we still talk. I agree with Terry on that. Dreamland. There's a reason we talk about Contra and Blast Master and and. And and Kirby and Legend, but you know, you get to you go back and start playing some of these games. You like, yeah, hey, we well, were spending I, well, money look, on I got straight it. trash. I got, it. Um, I got. So yeah, but the Super Nintendo, I think those games, even thirty years later, hold up a lot. But Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, come on now. Um, you know, the only thing that 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 held them back is like Madden was always better on Sega Genesis, and so was NHL Hockey. But you know, Triborough, we that, see you, man. Appreciate you know, it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm just saying, like Super Nintendo, like you know, it it had a. I think the games held held hold up a lot. Well, the graphics better. was better too. Um, so visually, yeah, I definitely remember and, that because even with that and, uh Donkey Kong Country, remember that was like the first game to use it, kind of like that clay molding type. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then it even and everybody's like, how are you gonna bring Killer Instinct to Killer that? Instinct? Oh you know, man. and then the Killer Instinct was dope. And then once well, the first Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo was whack because they took all the blood out. But once they got to Mortal Kombat 2, it was clear that, that mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 2 well, was look, way better I mean, on Super I'm Nintendo going with, than it was on I'm Sega going Genesis. with um um I think I'm gonna go regular Nintendo. And you can't go any past that anyways. It's it's the only thing you last thing you played. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um I'm gonna go right into Hey, the last console, I ain't gonna lie, the last console I I copped was a PlayStation two, I believe. I wow. That was like yeah, three I years after it came out. Two thousand. Don't do that long. Um nine two thousand. Was it new when you got it? Uh, it was new. Why you? Why you okay. try to play me? Why y'all trying to play me, man? I mean, he I'm bought a new saying, one. But it was like know. five years later, right? See, it was like a new one when, when three was out. <laughs> you know, it's what we bought a PlayStation right before PlayStation Two came out. We're gonna veer off. I'm not sale. gonna let me finish. That's what we. Sorry, that's finish. what we all. <laughs> that's see, that's man. a see, that's a long time yeah. ago, G. Listen, man, I just have I haven't been. You know, if I see somebody that has two K, no, I hop on and. Alone always laugh at me with the games that have the uh, 
perspective of looking like through through the eye, like through somebody's eyes. I can't play him because I'm looking first, first I'm person looking up and down. I don't know what direction right. is what. So you don't know how to use the X Y axis. Trash, trash at it. I ain't gonna lie, I'm trash. But uh, Mario Three, man, is um, I probably said that's probably top five all time. Um, talk about I will man. say Mario Three is better than Super Mario World. On Super Nintendo, and I love Mario World, but Super Mario Super 3 Mario and Mario World. the nostalgia yeah. behind the Super Mario 3 was those that liked the movie Wizard. You know, that was the game they had to play once they got to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like the, the game of all games. So, yeah, it, that definitely helped them. Oh, but remember, they also had the Power Glove in that yeah, movie. Yeah, the Power Glove was trash. <laughs> my friend Kevin got that for Christmas. We played, we played with it Christmas Day and never picked trash. it up. Everything again. that came with was the, so much the Nintendo trash. Nintendo was trash except for the power pad. Because I had a, uh, I actually had the uh, Gyromite robot with mine. The robot? Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that was a gimmick. The people at Nintendo would be like, "Yeah, we never nah, respect anybody." I'm sleep on that. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I was sleep on that. Like. Bob, the yeah, robot right. operated yeah. buddy, you didn't know yeah, about using with the game Gyromite. Okay, okay. Gyromite yeah. actually was a decent game, but it was better to not use Rob the robot yeah. with it. Yeah, if you had a friend as a second player, it was it was much. I'm gonna have to go. Play. I'm gonna have to YouTube that thing because I, I was I was sleep on that. But yeah, man, Mario Three, man, that's to me that's that's the one. Like that's the one. And uh, oh, so is. <clears throat> So uh, when are you gonna let DJ Metronome beat you in uh in Tech Mobile though? Oh man, well you know, it's, whenever his schedule open up, man, we can figure it out because I know I know how biased the coverage will be if you are uh, doing the commentating. So I, I'm with it, man. I, you know, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm with it. I just got to get a practice. Okay, I got to get mean, a couple practice games in though, because you know, you know, not gonna help. It, it might, might not. It might, might not. Gonna be a good time though. I I I'll openly I, if I take the L, I'll have to take the L. But thing is, yeah, we might have to broadcast that live <laughs> on YouTube. We'll see. About that. All right, man. Shout out to Kendall Mathis for uh, making that suggestion for our first random topic. Appreciate you, sir. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into this week's rundown. So, saw an article uh, Business Worldwide, and uh, talks about Leor Leor Coin talking about how much money has been paid out for YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, we just made the transition to YouTube and we're starting to go live from here now. But it says uh, YouTube's global head of music revealed that YouTube paid the music industry over $4 billion in the previous 12 months. And it says that Cohen also stated that his platform's aim is to become the leading revenue generator for the music industry. Uh, that would mean overtaking Spotify's annual royalty payments, which in 2020 surpassed $5 billion. So looks like they're trying to get this wave to YouTube. You got, how, what, how do you, how do you feel about that loan? I'll come to you first because you always have been someone that's talked about YouTube and the possibilities that come with YouTube do you think this will start having more people wanting to come this direction instead of, you know, some of the streaming services? Because it sounds like YouTube's trying to make a big push, man. That's a lot of money to be paid out to artists through YouTube. Uh, it, it is. It's also still, I think, the the one platform that pays artists the least amount as oh, okay. well okay. per stream. Per so stream. there's that. 
Uh, so I think it has a ways to go in that aspect. So, uh, but I do like the platform. I mean, YouTube is, it, to me, it's probably the most evolved platform just content purposes as far as video the content id system that's that they spent millions and millions of dollars on um which mm -hmm. is something that you know things like twitch don't even have right. um uh you know and it's got its own youtube music i got an email for no cosign uh what two about a week ago which is my mm -hmm. record label that i run and uh it basically said that they're combining YouTube content ID with YouTube music, um, which is kind of a, a big thing. Mm -hmm. So they're combining those two things together. So people on uh, that use my distributor now won't have to select, select it as a separate option. Um, so, yeah, I mean, YouTube to me is, uh, is typically kind of the trendsetter in a lot of ways. It, it, I think it, they get left off of the, the uh, the uh, left out of the conversation a lot of times because they're known primarily for video, but I yep. mean, it's like the biggest search platform and you shoot. Now there's uh YouTube TV, you know, you can spend $65 or something a month. I don't know what it is, but uh, whatever the fee is to have, you know, it's like cable. You know, you get right. hundreds yeah. of channels and stuff, you know, so. Um, live television, whole nine. Live yep. So, I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, with Cohen ahead of, you said Lear Cohen was running it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I remember when he kind of, when he took it over. So, you know, um, I would not be surprised to see YouTube make, you know, even a bigger push. But I do think that they need to address the fact that, uh they do pay the least amount for royalties, regardless of if they're paying out a lot of of money. So that should be factored into the equation, in my opinion. I'm not mad at that. Jay Moore, what are your thoughts on, on, a, on a possible YouTube push? As a consumer, do you stream more than you, you know, do you, do you use YouTube a lot? You know, like, because I use YouTube more than I actually realized. Um from a consumer standpoint, do you use YouTube a lot? And could you see that wave being something that might pick up some steam? I think the steam's already been picked up. I mean, like at this point, I watch YouTube more than I watch anything. I have Hulu, uh, Netflix, um, and HBO Max and, and Amazon. And watch um, YouTube more than any of those uh, platforms. You know, because there is user created content there, whether it be for politics, whether it be for news, whether it be for sports um, that I watch every day. It's almost like I have a schedule of mm -hmm. things that I'm going to watch on YouTube. Like I don't even have right. at this point, I don't even have my um, I keep meaning to do it, but I just don't have oh, my man. antenna hooked to my television because right. I never watch anything live on television. I don't need I'll be honest. Um, you know. The on-demand model is here, and people are used to it. Like there are shows that I thoroughly enjoy, um, but I only watch them on Hulu. Um, so I don't know when these shows come on. I just know that, like, I you know I take that back. I know when they come on because they I, I'm able to stream them the day after. You know, right. so you know if it's something that comes on Tuesday, yeah. then I know I'm available to stream it on Wednesday. Um, but with going back to YouTube. 
just think about, um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when they would say, we're going to premiere said video at this time on BET or MTV or it's, or it's, or back when they weren't both owned by Viacom, you know, there was a thing where it was like, oh, MTV exclusive, BET exclusive. Like it made a lot of, uh, you know, black music departments upset because I remember one, at one point, um, Heavy D, and he talked about this in our Arsenio Hall show because I'm that old and I remember this. When the um, he put out the "Now That We Found Love" joint, like it was determined it was going to be an MTV was, yeah, exclusive, absolutely. despite the fact that, like, up to that point they hadn't really, uh, they hadn't supported Heavy D like BET had. But you know, the politics game is like, yo, if we can get a a two week exclusive on this particular video, it means a lot. You know, now when a video comes out, like they'll, you know, say there's going to be a, a new Megan the Stallion video and everybody says it's coming out midnight Eastern Standard Time, you know, on Friday, then everybody has it. As long as you have a phone or computer or video game system that has YouTube, you have access to that. Now, I realize what Loan said as far as them not paying you um, a certain rate or, you know, they're, they're big, probably the man. worst as far That's as big. what they pay per stream or view. But, Think about this. At what you know, when your videos were getting pay- played on on uh, MTV or VH1 or MT- or the oh, Box, for those God. of you who remember that, uh, you weren't getting paid anything at all. You know, it wasn't. You know, and, and the thing is now, since it's such an on-demand, I looked at there was a the Future uh, and uh, and Drake record that came out last year, and when you get to look at the metrics, that song's been streamed 1.9 billion times. Would it be? So, you know, if you have a hit song and people really want to see the visual, I mean, it sounds crazy because they're paying you like a in hay pennies. But if you add <laughs> add that up, you know, and you you get a 1.9 billion streams, I mean, it still sounds messed up. They're like, oh, yeah, they made four million dollars off of that. But like. If it had been viewed by a billion people on That's MTV, fair. you That's wouldn't fair. have gotten anything. Jay Diff, yeah, man, what you, what, and, go and, ahead, but, but also, but also to that, um, the way that it's built into the way the content ID stuff is built into it. If if uh, I upload Jay Moore's music to my channel, um, mm-hmm. and your content ID is connected to it, you get a specific rate from that. But if you upload it to your own channel, you actually get a different rate, which is actually a little bit better. So okay. there are okay. it's very it's very nuanced, and um, it's there's a lot to it. Um, but it is significantly lower still than everything else. So that is definitely the bonus, and obviously we're here streaming live on YouTube, you know, and yep. all that yeah. good stuff. So, hey, Div, what you what you think, man? From you, just as a consumer, like, are you on YouTube a lot? I know we all stream. You know what I'm saying? Is that, do you think that's a, might be possible, possibly a wave? It's, it's definitely the wave. I mean, it started out with YouTube now. They don't, don't even go to the TV. It's pretty much starts with yep. YouTube. There's, the point. there's TV shows on YouTube that they automatically know and somehow they all uh, telepathically watch the same. Zach shows and know what's going on. So that's, point. that's that's already a thing. As far as uh the whole music thing goes with YouTube, it's like a conglomerate now because those of us that that uh prefer Android over iPhone uh, use Google Play Music. Google Play Music has actually transitioned into YouTube music. So mm-hmm. the 
exact same platform that we we're using to stream music has now turned into YouTube music, which is streaming the music and videos. You actually have an opportunity or a choice to to stream the video or the music while it's playing. And it's smart on YouTube's end, but at the same time, it's it's almost like it's like they're becoming the Amazon of of media for the most part. Because yeah, no, they're just uh, okay, they're in okay. every facet. So um whenever you think of something like you want to learn something to do, you you go to YouTube. Uh, how yeah. do you change your brakes? Let me check on YouTube. Uh, what's the latest song? Out? You go to YouTube. Uh, what's the next video streaming? Go to YouTube. And they they just pretty much have the media game sewed up. And yeah. there's been people that try to come after them. Yeah. Vimeo. Yeah. Vimeo's making a yeah. big push yeah. right but now. They're failing because YouTube is is just that name. We when you think of videos, you think of YouTube. It's like be like oh it's the acme it's the acme of uh real life you remember in, in uh all the bugs bunny cartoons they always use acme was was the stamp that was on everything yep right youtube yep. is pretty much that for media so it's it's good in that aspect for the ease of accessibility but as far as the monetary portion of it um the streamers we know that it takes a certain amount of uh hours or whatnot in order for you to actually generate that income um and for a musician it's a little harder for them to hit those marks because it doesn't pay the exact same as far as the the music streaming side versus the media or visual streaming side so you got to be much educated on how you're going to put things out and that's one of the reasons why a lot of these artists uh try to cheat the code or whatnot and put out these albums with, with super extended track lists, like 20 and 30 songs, because they're, they're trying to trick the algorithm in order yep. to continually pay themselves or continue to have themselves pop up um, for the consumer to be able to check them out. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pluses and, and minuses to it, uh, but it definitely gets the artists out there and it's it's a great platform for that especially since youtube i mean not youtube but bt and mtv do not play videos anymore like there's videos for songs that came out and they'll pop up on youtube and you i don't, I don't even know they had a video for it yeah yeah to mtv and bt they don't they don't promote videos at all anymore oh yeah. i mean and, and one purpose, more because why would they yeah. Go ahead, and one more and one more point to all this is the difference just from a functionality standpoint of what YouTube has built into their algorithm as opposed to a lot of other streaming services. I know other streaming services have discoverability options, but the YouTube algorithm is really good and uh, it works really good for content creators and for musicians that are listening to things and what they suggest. And the fact that you can go from listening to a song to maybe watching an interview with the artist to then maybe, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just hard to compare that to something that just streams music, you know? So. Uh, I could dig it, man. All y'all made good points. Um, yeah. Especially that point about, Kids being introduced to things directly from YouTube. Like it just shows you yeah. the this evolution, how things change. Because you're right. Every time I, you know, see my little cousins or um, <clears throat> any of my friends that have kids, 
they have a tablet and YouTube is pulled up every single time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they like even have time. YouTube for kids so, to make sure that they're nothing else. I mean, because YouTube is full of everything. You can find any yeah. and everything on YouTube, but they have True. apps to where it's designed for kids so it only yeah. pulls certain things. That that just tells you the power of it. Me having a, a one and a half year old right now, I I'm experiencing it firsthand. Like yeah. literally, YouTube, Coco Melon, uh, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That is all that stuff. That all the kids know it too. Yeah, uh, you know mm-hmm. what? If we if we were smart, we would turn this show into a kids show. And stream only you only for children. Only you can see the streams on those shows, bro. The streams yeah. on the kids only Look, content is ridiculous. Have you seen the streams on Baby Shark? Oh my god! Well, see, that's the, the, the thing. Dude, the person does Baby Shark. Baby Shark eight million dollars a month. The kids, so all the kids shows sing Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah. Even the parodies of Baby Shark are out here. You talking, money. you talking about a bag, boy? Man, like that's a lot of money. When you th- think about that, man, just think about what y'all just said about the number of streams and how much money that yields. Hey, that's listen, crazy. Listen, and when yeah. when you just think of the video side of YouTube by itself, you have YouTubers that are literally millionaires from content. Yeah, yeah. Based on the number of people that view their content, and uh, I mean they're they're regular people. They just make content that people find interesting, and they get on YouTube and they have residual income coming in. Yep, strictly off the strength of that. So, shout out, shout out to the chat. Uh, Thomas Roberts said, uh, "Will be interesting to see if Spotify rolls out the video features. It's it testing be. on podcasts for music artists as well. That's a good point, sir." Nate says, "YouTube for kids is some all right." <laughs> all right, man. That's that. <laughs> my man, shout out to my man, Nate Jeezy. All right, man. Let's go. Let's get into the next topic now. This is something that I, I kind of I threw out there on one of my um, social media pages just to you know get a conversation started and just to see perspective. And it got almost I don't know, man. I think you're out still, of order. I, am I out? Of, am I out of order? Yep. Oh well, if I'm out of order, I'll come back to that. Let's go to. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, appreciate you, Long. All right, so let's talk about the Migos. So I saw this on. Yeah, Genius.com, where they, you know, they have the rap lyrics and I always put the quotables up there. So it, it, there's a quote from the Migos, an offset, offset from the Migos. And I'm going to read this quote and see what y'all think about this. Uh, it says, people, it says, people get away with not saying nothing as long as the cadence and the flow are good. And I feel like we created that. So the Migos, who are very influential, I never take that away from them. I think a lot of people have... Um, jumped on their wave and used it and applied it and, you know, ran into the ground at this point. I, I'd never say they're not influential, but that comment to me, I know that it seems like they're trying to reach out to get a lot of credit that they believe and feel that they should, they deserve, but I don't know if you want to be associated with that. Is that the type of comment that you want to be associated with? People get away with not saying nothing as long as the cadence and flow are good. And I feel like we created that. Is that a badge of honor? How do y'all feel about that comment? JD, if I, I think come to you first. I think it's cap for one. It's cap? Okay. It's Talk de- to me. It's definitely cap because if we if we want to get technical in, about things, James Brown had a lot of stuff where you didn't know what he was saying. Okay. Right? Okay. 
Okay, let's let's forward to nineties hip hop. Ask effects with the boom boom stickity whatever they was doing. The first boom, album, stickity, I like, boom stickity boom. Don't do that no. long. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Now when we when you fast forward to now with the mumble rap category. Okay. Um, okay, maybe may, you might have a point at the same time. Um they're saying their cadences. They're not saying anything. Is that that that's what you're saying? He says they popularized popularized they, rapping about nothing but nothing, having good this, flows. Yeah, that that's thank you, Long. Yep. Rapping about nothing. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if that's if that's the hill they want to die on, then, then that's what mean. I'm asking. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> at the end of the day, who who wants to be known for that? Because even even when we talk about Young Thug, and I and I've I've said this for years. I've told y'all this. Yeah. Even on the yep. show, Young Thug has some of the the best uh, patterns as far as fumbles are concerned like as far as the the actual hook wait 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 run that back again he has he the has, best patterns in terms of mumbles like, i gave the example of like when you're in a recording you're telling the artist to do a certain thing but you're saying it a certain way but there are actually words attached to it scatting That's what i kind of right? scat yeah scatting okay That's what i attribute some of the stuff that young thug does okay he's one of the best in the game at doing it I, honestly, I don't know what he's talking about a lot of times. Even his new song on the radio that has fifty thousand remixes. What's it called? Uh, oh, um, that record is big, man. Um, I can't call the name of it, but I know the one. I know when I hear Treasure Troll looking dude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> him, got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know what a Spotem got him is. Beatbox. That's what it's called. Beatbox. 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 But this look, I heard I not stand uh, a Mickey Mouse version crazy. Of, of of that. On that's crazy, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, that song, I I couldn't tell you what he's talking about. So, if Migos want to claim that influence, they can have that. Okay, <laughs> like I said, if that's the hill they want to die on, then let them have it. I I for personally them, wouldn't want to for them. They ain't the well, best artist on QC anymore. So, well, I w- I personally wouldn't want to rock that badge, but maybe I'm old. No. Long, how you feel about it, man? You want to wear that? I don't care, <laughs> man. <laughs> like who cares like like we've been saying this for years like the amigos aren't saying anything i mean f- maybe future was future before the amigos because future's got some random stuff in his bars futures is just is the auto-tune factor not is that just all it the, is that's pretty I feel like much he's kind of random auto-tune. too i feel like he's random too though i don't think he mumbles but I don't know. I wouldn't even call Migos really mumble rappers. I, I don't know. Maybe they are. I, nah, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put that on them. They. I. I, I think know, they're man. better than. They're better than that. But I'm just saying, it's just weird to me that you want to. You want to wear that. Like, yeah, we made this cool. Like, this well, yeah, I mean, it's them, it's all the younger cats like, like trying. They're trying to point at themselves as. Uh, pioneers of certain things. I think Soldier Boy kind of started that, saying he's the first to do this, first to do that. Yeah, it's like they all want to be first to have done something. But at the end of the day, there's nothing new under the sun. All this has been done before. It's just I mean, been done I, in different ways. 
I, I could be okay. the first to climb on my roof and do a backflip off of it into a canopy of chocolate, you know, like, but why would I want to do that? You <laughs> know, that was done on why would you want to be known for that? It's already been done, sir. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, replace it with jello that's flavored <laughs> watermelon that has Snickers bars in it. You know, like, it's like, who cares? I don't know. That's just me, though. I feel you, Lone. Wrap this up. Wrap this up for me, uh, Jay Moore, so we can get into this last topic. This last one's going to be a good one. <sighs> Look, there's always been what I like to call empty calorie rap. I mean, and, and don't you, you, the Migos are not the first to do it, and they will not be the last. For them to try to take credit for it, I mean, like I said, like, like we've all said, do you really want to be like known question. for that? You know, I, I know maybe you think that you innovate and a lot of people have stolen. I want to say stolen, but been influenced by the Migos. But do you really want to take credit for some of this influence? Like, like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot of empty calorie hip hop or rap or whatever it is you want to call it. And I don't know if the culture is better or worse off for it, but, you know, it's already here. And like I said, it, but you're not the first to do what I call empty calorie rap. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't try to. Fair enough, that man. I, it just jumped out to me, man. Cause they, I could just, I read the confidence. Like I could hear the confidence in, in that comment. Like, yeah, we did this. And I'm like, I don't know. Little baby shot him, man. Too, they gotta have something on them. They gotta have some kind of spotlight on them. Cause little baby then took over QC for the most part. That, you know, and, that and is plus this is, this is what, once again, because we don't have traditional rollouts, the Migos Culture Three comes yeah, out on I'm Friday. No so idea. you gotta start. I mean, either you you gotta start making these sort of uh, uh, proclamations to get people talking about you on yeah. all the syndicated morning shows and 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 to cause these sort of Shout controversies. Out to, uh, this is the rollout. Right, boy, now. Duke Deuce, he he, he coming up on yeah, the, on, the, on that roster as well. Yeah. So see somebody in the chat though that said that uh use the Migos in the same. Is Das Effects is blasphemous. To be honest with you, based on just the time that they came around, Das Effects really wasn't all that, man. If you sit back and really think about it, they had one album. Um, and it was it was gimmicky for the most part. Well, let me, let's go into some Das Effects because Das Effects had some, had some seri- joints the on album the, Dead Serious was, was dope. The, the album Dead Serious was dope. Yeah, I ain't gonna front. I mean, because everybody remembers they want effects, and yeah, but it's a good album. Though. Check, and yeah, then I, I remember, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good album. I had the tape, and my, and my record and my what my uh uh hold it down came out in '95. That yeah. record was dope. So shots DOS effects. I don't, I you know, I don't want them <laughs> compared to the Migos in any way, shape, or form. Of course. That's what makes me an. That's what makes me a new old head. I would rather listen to Das Effects album from '95 than I will whatever Migos. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Stir Fry is still my joint. That, but you know, that's that's a that's a. You can tell what Pharrell did for I them, agree, and then they're just regular production. Like that, that Pharrell track is 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 no, light I'm, years I'm, ahead of I'm anything with you else. I, I'll, done. I'll definitely check the album. Like I definitely will peep the album. Um, Joint they drop called Skirt. straightening is actually is actually uh it's straight. I, they I, stuff I like all sounds one. it all sounds the same to me though. It do it do it, it definitely it definitely does it definitely does. But uh, I'll ch- I'm gonna check it out. I definitely will give it a run and give him a listen. Uh, 
Lone, you want to shout? We'll give a shout out to partners real quick before we get into our last topic. Let's do it. We'd like to thank our partners for the new Old Heads podcast. No Bad Ideas Clothing Company, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, Sun King Brewery, and the hub for all things new old heads, bringingdowntheband.com. Remember, once you type bringing down the band in the search bar on YouTube and the page populates, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right. Not yeah. sure what's not sure what's going on there, but yeah, we're back. We are back. All right, let's go, ahead, let's go ahead and get into uh, our last topic here. Thanks for correcting me, loan on our order. Get me uh, back in business. Appreciate you there. All right, so in chat to the chat, uh, Nate Jeezy uh, said, "Let's see, the second album was better, but it didn't sell as well." He's speaking about DOS effects, so. Uh, I, I was on I was on dead serious, but the second album was cool. But I definitely was on dead serious. Um, let's see what else. Migos got a few joints that got got a different sound. You got to dig for them though. Okay, maybe I'm not digging. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just not digging enough. <laughs> Shout out to my man Freddie G, the general. I see you, homie. That's that's the homie right there. Dope artist. Make sure y'all check him out as well. He's in the chat. I appreciate you rocking with us, fam. Um, no, we don't let's... do Plagola. Sorry, I love you, Freddie. Though. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, forgot. Um, let's go into let's go into this third topic here. So, I threw this one out on my social media, one of my social media pages, to you know, see dip, different perspectives and see where people were coming from. And I think people are still commenting on this now. And I put it up yesterday. And the question I posed is, who is the most influential group in uh, from the South ever? Rap group, most influential group from the South ever. Now I saw some names that were thrown around, but I kept seeing like the same three or four. I saw two live crew. These are the ones I saw the most. Two live crew, Ghetto Boys, Outcast, and I believe Eight Ball and MJG, or maybe UGK. Those were those were the ones that I saw the most. Um. And I, I'll come to you first, Jay Diff. You were you and I were having, we were having a conversation prior to coming on about influential versus best and the difference. And you you were breaking that down, dropping science on that. But uh, to that actual question, what do you think in terms of the, the most influential group? I saw three six as well. Triple six was on there a lot too. Uh, most influential hip hop group in your personal opinion? Just taking everything into consideration. Right. Um. Now, I want to be clear on this because yeah, break it down. Claiming or saying the best hip hop group does not mm-hmm. have to mean that they are the most influential. And I think that's where, where people kind of um, cross the lines there. They want to tell you who their favorite group is versus who was the most influential in that area or that region. And uh, if I'm going with my favorite group in the, in the South or ever, really, it would be Outkast. If I have to be who my favorite group is now, as far as being the most influential group, you have to factor in um, who kind of try to mimic their style, who try to mimic their hustle, their drive, their ambition. When you're talking, talking about something like that, 
would almost have to go with the Ghetto Boys based on mm. um and they came up under rap a lot. Yeah. Um, down south. Uh, a sound. When you think of uh, Maz playing tricks on me, it, it kind of had that 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 down south kind of sound. You know what I'm saying to it, or even like M A Ball MJG. I don't honestly, I don't know who the most influential is down south. It's a tough. It's a tough question, it's, man. When you think about it, such a it's such a it's melting a pot down down south that and you can go with P you go with No Limit Records as far as being the most influential if if you want to be technical about it it doesn't have to be your favorite but just saying I don't know who who is the most influential that's what I'm saying because because for me I, I fall under the outcast tree and it's probably more because I know they, to me, they're the best group to ever come out of South. It ain't even close, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. right. So it's, e- it's easy for me to just throw that out there because I'm such a big, a fan, big fan of theirs. Exactly. Um, I do think they are, I think they are influential from a standpoint of um, showing people in the South that y'all can get, that you can get uh, recognition and you can and the South is actually dope. Like they really help put the South. Nobody in the mimic. Nobody can mimic that sound though. Nobody not, can mimic Outkast. So when you talk about inf- influential, you have to actually hear the influence in these artists. No, so if we if we go if we go to influential as far as production wise, I would have to almost go with Lil John. See, I my thing is going back going back through it and thinking about it. I'm not too. I'm not too sure that it's not Three Six Mafia when you think about production. I'm talking about DJ yeah, that's, Paul. That's in the same. That's in the same realm as Lil John too, because it's that 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 extra energy type sound. So I mean, if you're going with that, then because if I, can, you think, I can see Three Six. I can see Three Six. I can see. Um, I can see Three Six more than I was than I can see Ghetto Boys because it's no influential. Does it first doesn't mean most influential right just because you first that don't mean necessarily that you're gonna be the most influential right i'm not saying the ghetto boy is not dope i'm just saying what you said we talked about sound and like dj paul got a lot of kids running around here right now in 2021 yeah, we're gonna keep true. it above right it's true so i had to sit back and think about three six like they're they are there like they're in they got to be a finalist if anything them you know, you I, I still hear element, elements of Pimp C production today, mm-hmm. 2021. You know what I'm saying? So I had to think about that, man. And I don't know, three sixes, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to keep them out of it now that I think about it. We'll jump into the chat here, and I'll see what they're ta- what the chat's talking about as well. But Jay Moore, jump in there, man. Just based It's off three everything. six, and it's not even close. It's, it's three, three six, six mafia, and it's not even close. <laughs> because you got to understand, like, as somebody who's still out here in the club, I... I'll, I still hear the influence of three six mafia in 2020. When I hear Pooh uh Back in Blood, that's, that's a three six mafia song. You know, when I hear... You know, certain things that Cardi B does, and that's somebody from the East Coast. That's Three Six Mafia. I mean, like she basically remade a Project Pat and La Chat song. When I hear someone like G Easy, who did a song with Cardi B, like Yeah. That's somebody from yeah. that's somebody from Oakland. That's the Three Six Mafia. Like 
you can play like three six mafia's music was so far ahead of its time that it's just now really getting the props it deserves um and now like that's legacy music for what's made being made right now like people are sampling three six mafia songs to make them to make new records like there's nobody as far as like when you talk about just musicality I mean, you know, I know everybody wants to get into lyrics and, and, and metaphysicals and all that. No. When we talk about what is moving the culture, nobody has a better influence, a bigger influence coming out of the South than 3-6 Mafia. And it's not even close. And I love Outkast. I love the Ghetto Boys. But, you know, the thing is, what Outkast did, like, people couldn't even try to mimic it's that. It's too good. Because they yeah, were so good. much better. Then everybody, you know, and I'm not and this is not to besmirch three six mafia because I felt like what like I um when I put out my year in list last year, like Juicy J's album was in my top ten because it was I felt like okay, what he's 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 doing what he's always been doing, but the fact that it still fits into the musical landscape of what works right now just lets you know exactly how far ahead of the game they were i mean as much as i love these other groups nobody has had an influence out of the south that can still be heard in the culture today like the three six yeah, mafia I'm, it is the more what it i is. thought about it man like they they yeah the more i thought about it i, I they have to be a finalist that meant at minimum a finalist in my, in my not, in my not opinion. just the finals they are the final <laughs> It is, they're, they're, they're the winners. You put on a 3-6 Mafia song for people who are 25 years old and it still, right, it's it still works it's in a way that as much as I love Ape on MJG, like they, you know, there's stuff that, that they did in, in the 90s. It's not going to move the crowd the same the way. Like those 3-6 so, Mafia depends. songs have... I can, you can, you can it, drop some 8-ball here. Thickness, you, it's you know, you know, especially being in clubs in, in Naptown, you could drop some A Ball MJG here and it would go nuts. Yeah, now, yeah. Ball MJG opened up the Outcast concert, uh, the last one they had in Atlanta. Yeah, and I tell you, when they opened up for Outcast and they dropped, uh, what was the first song they came out to? I want to say Don't Make. Okay, you should have seen the whole crowd. And that song came on. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta. And, and you know what it does here, so. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, th- I'm with y'all when you're right. 3-6 Mafia definitely has a sound that, that people are still using and mimicking to this day. Outkast um, was a whole different type of energy. Yeah. Yeah, that you can't, you, <laughs> you're not about to just go, you're not about to just go in and try to duplicate organized noise. It ain't gonna happen, fam. It's just... Uh. I, nope. I don't I don't see that working for you. Not you're not gonna pull that off well. Lone, talk to me, man. Or are you gonna give me uh <laughs> or is it or is it, or is that coming? I'm just asking. Do you have no, any it's talk? not coming? Yeah, for sure. I, I I don't agree with three six mafia. But the reason okay. I don't agree with three six mafia is because I feel the argument is being made from one very particular angle. Okay. Um and I w- w- I feel like this type of question in general, mm. there is not one answer to it. I mean, we're okay. trying to come to an absolute answer to it, and I'm not trying to deny 3-6 Mafia by any means, but 
depending on who we're talking to talking about and we're depending on what type of influence we're talking about are we talking about artistic influence or are we talking about influence on what people like okay um, i i think that it goes multiple ways it's undeniable in my opinion that um the, I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate this in in, a, in the in an appropriate way here, but we can say that Three Six Mafia still has, uh, and still is, or maybe they're king right now with their influence. Okay. But was their influence in the last ten to fifteen years as big as it is right now? Would you say that? That's a good question. Is it as big right now? Yes. Or is it yeah. something that yeah. something or, or, I was, Okay. And I know there's there's this the conversation we've had about what 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 does the club mm-hmm. factor into hip hop culture, but like when I hear the the biggest song in the club right now, I'll, I hear a 36 Mafia record. That For that, sure. that For uh sure. that Pooh Shicey, that's 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 a 36 Mafia yeah, record all day. 36 Mafia. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Um, Content uh, and again, I, I, beat, I was like, yeah, Paul Mike could have done that. Go, yeah, go ahead. I don't, want, I don't want to take away from three six. That's not my intent here. I think what what my my main goal of speaking on this is that I feel like the Ghetto Boys have such a huge influence. I feel like No Limit has such a huge influence. I feel like Outcast has such a huge influence. I feel like Two Live Crew has such a huge influence. I feel like. Little brother, obviously not as big as them, but that you know, yeah. like in so many different circles, cash the money. South, yeah, definitely. Exactly. I didn't even mention cash money, but uh, the South yeah. is so big, and there's so many different sounds yeah. within this in the South that it, we're used to we're 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 used to um, mentioning the same four or five groups or whatever, but they're all from you different just use regions. Texas, you can literally just use Texas. As far as an influence overall down south, because you got so many different groups and sounds out of Texas, uh, Ghetto Boys being one of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Is is Cray UGK uh, another one? Mm-hmm. And is that's that's why I couldn't really pinpoint who's the most influential now. Uh, to Jay Moore's point, as far as what's most popular right now, that Three yeah. Six Mafia sound hands down. Right. For um, sure. When, and, when and you're I, talking about, I, I know what you're getting at as far as um, and uh, different avenues of influence. So I understand what you're saying because I'm kind of torn with that too. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like there, even though we don't hear a ton of like the outcast sound, it's hard to it's hard to gauge that because their sound was so unique. When we think about their the Love Below and uh, Speaker Box, Speaker Box, yeah, we haven't heard anything that sounds like the Love Below ever. You know, but no. but at right. the same time, I was heavily influenced by that album. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it was and it was a big record and outcast and when when you factor in organized noise, I feel like they've had the most universal appeal, but you guys make extremely strong argu- arguments for three six. And you know, that's man, the Lil Wayne's of the world and the cash monies right and the on. masterpiece, like it's so huge. So it's, for it me, is. it's just hard to pinpoint, like to say like, you know, outcast is the biggest or three, six yeah. or, or UGK or, 
you know, whoever. It's just it's almost like one of them things where we would have to have a, a scientific breakdown like we did the, the artist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pim- nah, for sure. Who is for actually sure. the most influential? Because when you talk about Outcast and that name keeps coming up because it's a lot of our favorite group. Um Outcast influenced people to be more creative for us we go. stuck in that same lane, I would, I would say. So that's more of a universal influence versus a sound influence. But when you're talking about a sound influence, you have to uh, go about it a different way, which is what brings 3-6 Mafia into the fold because those those type uh, beats and those th- that, that drive is very relevant right now. Right. Even with even with um, <clears throat> I brought up Cash Money, I, you know on the the on the post, you know I started to see you know some of the similar names, same names start to pop up. But to Lone's point, I saw people list like five names. Like, uh oh, let's all make fun of Mike while he's we- frozen. He didn't have his yeah. <laughs> Mind <laughs> giving his well, that's what you know. That's what happens when you get, get that uh, that Don't boost mobile that. internet. Don't do that. Y'all heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Terry be Terry be the main one, man. Don't do that. Um, See, I didn't even say much. So that why, time. You, why you got to do all that? <laughs> all right, back to what I was saying. <laughs> hey, y'all not right, man. But um, I saw people uh, posting like five names instead of one. To Lone's point, because there are so many different types of influences, but Cash Money, man, you think about them, No Limit, just as a conglomerate, those labels like huge, like Manny Fresh, right. what? Yeah, like he, it's a lot. Manny Fresh got a lot of kids running around here from a production standpoint, a lot. You those know what I'm saying? Two, so those are two strong record labels when you talk about Cash Money and No Limit from, they're both from uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, but, but even when I'm talking about, but yeah, that Memphis that Memphis sound, sound boy, is different though. I mean, because that Memphis different. sound made it all the uh, you know is 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 yeah is is took over the country, and is still running the like people people are you know from Ray Schremer to like people from the East Coast, the West Coast, they all taken off. Of, I mean, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky, right now came out. You yep. could arguably state. That his sound was influenced by Three Six Mafia, or you could take it to uh, Midwest and say Bone Thugs and Harmony. He the, said, but those he, were the only. Two he said that you it. Could say he said it though. He said it in the interview, even though, even with them being from where they're from. He said he used to listen to that a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? And it it came out in the music. To your point. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, it's yeah. it's an interesting topic, man. It's it, it's interesting conversation because it. It's to loan hit the nail on the head when you talk about how big the South is. And like you said, with Texas alone, Terry, like it's just a lot of music down there, man. But people like Manny Fresh and 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 Paul, like they got to get their flowers, man, from a production we standpoint. Even, we didn't even talk about the DJ Screw influence. True, right. true, Texas, yeah, true. Yep. Oh, I mean, it, that's it's, another one. I mean, technically, yeah. Primo's from Texas, right? So, yes. yes. Hey, you're going to do that, you know, pray, shout to prayer. Yeah. View. I mean, if we want to go down that road, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We want to go down hey, that the road. DLC, the DLC is from as well. Yeah. yeah. DLC yeah. heavily influenced that NWA sound. I just kept. Yeah. Let me it's, look in it. You know, they had yeah, to get them country boys to come true. get it right. Hey, long. It, I'm just saying, like, it's. And the influence, the influential thing, it's like the, 
the nuance of words, you know, it's like, yeah, what, like, it's so hard to, then we have to talk about like, are we talking about like, like the popularity aspect of things? Are we talking about the artistic styles that, and then what's the common denominator? What's the lowest mean for like, like it's, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to like clown three, six or anything like that, but some of the stuff that outcast and, and organized noise was doing was a lot more complex. You know, somebody else said that earlier than like some of the stuff that you're hearing from three, six. So it's like already. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, let's, let's, it, let's look at, but, let's look at some of the comments. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Long. I didn't want to cut you off. No, nah, that's not, nah, no, nah, you're good. I'm just saying like, it's, it's just a, it's one of them open-ended conversations that we could talk about this forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking in the chat now. Uh, let's see. I want to get a couple of these comments in. We appreciate you guys for being in the chat, rocking with us and uh, keeping this chat active. We really appreciate it. Uh, Tri Burroughs says, I'm going with Outkast. Two different personalities, flawless discography. They changed the game. I'm not mad at that, sir. Freddie G says, I would say Outkast. They led, they led the takeover when the South dominated music. I'm not mad at that either. Flood says, individuals and groups are more, let's see. I'm going to have a greater influence than group Scarface influenced a lot of MCs. Okay. I'm not mad at that. DJ Scarface made it to the, the Mount Rushmore on last week's discussion. So that, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Nate Jeezy says Crunk started in Memphis. Talk to him and, and shout to Duke Deuce because he's definitely bringing that mug back. Uh, UGK influenced a lot of current groups. That's what the flood said. Uh, Outcast also had the most range. Freddie G. Yep. We talked about that. Uh, Poppy Amon, I see you. He says three six mafia. Uh, let's see. Nate Jeezy says people are, are literally remaking three six mafia songs today. To Jay, to Jay Moore's point, he said definitely said that. Yeah, I'm seeing. We're seeing a lot of the names that we talked about, even in the chat. Outcast brought the whole ATL with them. They sure did. Uh, let's see. Bump Jonas, appreciate you. Says Outcast set the standard for being different. Yeah, yeah. I think we all are. In the uh, in the same area, but it's just hard to it's hard to pin it down, man. Like the more I think about it, and even us having this conversation now, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. I, could, I could I could argue that uh, LaFace Records brought the whole South with them, and that's just because I want to sneak in a NapTown influence. That being oh, Babyface, that that was a uh, a part owner of LaFace Records. LaFace changed the game down south. Like yeah, that's the the face of LaFace. Yeah. Change the game. I mean, when you and and if you want to talk about Midwest, <laughs> this is the crazy thing because Babyface and Baby Babyface in L.A. That's Indianapolis and Cincinnati, Ohio. Then when you think about a Metro booming, that's St. Louis. Then you bring it back to Coach K. That's Indianapolis. You know who's really influenced uh, talk to the, him, talk uh, the to South? Him, We're going to end it Midwest. on that note. I appreciate you. We're just gonna we appreciate you all for the in the chat. Rocking with us, Jeremy. I see you. I appreciate you, brother. Make sure you all check us out and follow and subscribe uh, on the New Old Heads Network here on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell for notifications so you can be notified every time we put our content up. We appreciate all the support and hope you continue to rock with us. We'll see y'all next week. NewOldHeads.com. Bang. Yep. <laughs>